What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video I'm gonna be going through my week 14 wide receiver start sits. Guessing for most of you, this is going to be the last week before the fantasy playoffs. So, you know, hopefully you guys already have your spots locked up. If you don't, you know why, I hope this video can help you guys get that last win to, you know, get into the playoffs. So going through every single matchup, listing every fantasy relevant wide receiver as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. And then later in the week on Thursday, I'll be putting out my positional rankings. So you'll see, you know, where I have guys specifically ranked. But right now, just going through, you know, start, sit, fringe. If you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any questions, you can drop them down below and I will get back to every single person. But let's get into the uh, Thursday night game where we have the Rams taking on the Raiders. And in my opinion, there's really one fantasy relevant wide receiver in this matchup for the Rams. We're done with these wide receivers. The passing game for the Rams is just not it. Stafford basically seems like he's done for the year. Cup probably done for the year. Allen Robinson done for the year. So sitting Van Jefferson, sitting Ben Skoranek. And then on the other side with the Raiders, I feel like we have Devontae Adams out here putting up like a very quietly impressive, like dominant season. You know, like obviously he's getting some attention, but the Raiders haven't been great. He is putting up some massive numbers. He has had some huge games and obviously you're going to be firing him up as a high-end wide receiver one. And then sitting Mac Collins, who has seen some involvement, you know, just not someone you want to be playing in your fantasy lineups, you know, in your uh, normal size league, 10, 12, 14. Moving over to Sunday, we have the Vikings taking on the Lions. And for the Vikings here, I'm going to be firing up Justin Jefferson as obviously a high-end wide receiver one. And then for Adam Thielen, he's someone where I've kind of just always like autopilot threw him into the fringe option. The production really hasn't been there. I will say though, this is a really great matchup against the Lions here. So he is going to be a fringe option, but hope we see some production out of him this week because it hasn't you know, been great so far this season. On the other side with the Lions, obviously we continue to fire up Amon Ra as a high and wide receiver one. This dude is a monster. And then outside of Amon Ra, I know we saw Chark have a big day. I don't want to be, uh, you know, throwing any of these other wide receivers into my lineup. Hopefully we see a larger role out of Jamison Williams, but he was completely, you know, not involved in that uh, first game. I think he only saw like six or eight snaps, ran two routes. So definitely not fantasy relevant right now. Hopefully that will change over the next few weeks in this uh, Raiders Steelers matchup. For me, this is just going to be sits all across the board. So sitting Devin Duvernay, sitting Demarcus Robinson, Deontay Johnson continues to get targeted continues to have drop problems and just continues to wildly underperform his volume. George Pickens, you know, he's had some big plays. I just don't think this uh, offense is explosive enough to kind of rely on him in your lineups. So both of these guys, you know, sadly are going to be sits for me. In the uh, Browns-Bengals matchup, I want to talk about these uh, Browns wide receivers and just the overall kind of situation there on that team. Watson did not look good in his first start. In fact, you know, he looked pretty rough. 12 of 22, only 131 passing yards, no passing touchdowns. He had a really rough uh, red zone pick, just a really bad decision. I still think Amari Cooper is just like a locked in auto start. If you guys have watched my videos, you know that I was uh, pretty high on Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, heading into the uh, Deshaun Watson era as the Browns starter. And, you know, he's going to need to have some better production out of Deshaun Watson if he is going to live up to like my top 22 potential, which I thought he could have with a, you know, successful Watson at quarterback. I obviously think Watson's going to improve. Like you don't just lose all the talent he had, you know, over two years. 
but he's definitely rusty. You know, he hasn't played against legit NFL defenses for what, like over a year and a half. So, you know, I do think there's some concern there moving forward. I think it'll get better, but until Watson does show, you know, significant improvement, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to continue to slot in as a fringe option for me. For the uh, Bengals here, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, locked in starts. Just want to touch on Jamar Chase for a second because he's basically back to 100%. There was basically like no snap count in this game. It's not like he was 60, 70% of the snaps. He had a 92% route participation, so just ran a couple fewer routes than you know Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. But you know no limitations here for Jamar Chase. He is back. Eight targets, seven receptions, 97 receiving yards. Fire him up as a mid to high end wide receiver one. And then uh, sitting Tyler Boyd starting T. Higgins. In the divisional matchup between the Jets and the Bills, we got to continue to fire up Garrett Wilson as a strong start. With Mike White taking over, having a semi-competent quarterback back there, Garrett Wilson has just exploded. He's clearly an incredibly talented wide receiver and you know, just seems like he's going to be a stud moving forward. Um, Corey Davis had a decent day, but going to be sitting him and sitting Elijah Moore. Tough matchup here against the Bills. For the Bills, this is the uh, pretty typical layout here. Obviously, you're starting Stephon Diggs. You're throwing in Gabe Davis as a fringe option, a high ceiling play, and then uh, sitting Isaiah McKenzie. In the Texans-Cowboys matchup, there's really only uh, one wide receiver I want to be starting in this matchup. I could see an argument for Nico Collins being a fringe play, especially if Brandon Cooks continues to miss time. The offense is just so bad where it's like, He could get 50 yards and a touchdown, but just finding a touchdown in that offense seems unlikely. So I'm going to have him as a sit. If you like him as a fringe option, I'm not going to push back. But on the other side with the Cowboys, obviously you're firing up CeeDee Lamb. We do have Michael Gallup coming off of a big day. I'm not ready to list him as a fringe option. You know, he did have the two touchdowns, the volume in terms of, you know, like receiving yardage, receptions. It really hasn't been there. I also think this is going to be a game where I wouldn't be shocked if the passing volume is pretty low and we just see like Zeke and Tony Pollard rush for like 300 yards combined. I think they're just going to shred this uh, Texans run defense. Moving over to the Eagles-Giants matchup, I obviously have A.J. Brown as a locked-in high-end wide receiver one, and I think Devonta Smith can continue to be plugged in as a top 24 wide receiver with Dallas Goddard out. And then for the Giants, I talk about Darius Slayton like every single week in the waiver wire video, operating as their clear-cut wide receiver one. We'll see what happens with the uh, Odell Beckham situation, but right now Slayton is the guy there. He's been very consistent, and I do think he's a solid fantasy wide receiver three. Now moving on to the Jaguars-Titans game, I want to talk about these uh, Jaguars wide receivers here. Starting it off with Christian Kirk, I mean, he's definitely established himself as an auto start, so not a ton to get into there. He's going to be, you know, mid to high end wide receiver two week to week. Zay Jones was someone who I liked as a fringe play heading into week 13. He looked like a good option coming off of a big game, having a great matchup against the Lions. He goes out, catches two passes for 16 yards, so not great. But he was targeted seven times, so it's not like he showed up and just wasn't involved. The targets were there. It just didn't really convert, you know, uh, to fantasy production. But I think I, uh, you know, would fire him up as a wide receiver three once again this week. The Titans have actually allowed the most points per game to the wide receiver position. Trevor Lawrence has looked good. A great matchup. I think Zay Jones is definitely suitable as a wide receiver three. Now, on the other side with the Titans, I don't know the status here on Traylon Burks. If he's healthy, good to go. I think he's a fringe option. Would kind of be surprised if he does return and plays, you know, just a week after seemingly getting knocked unconscious. 
but hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. And then uh, sitting Robert Woods, even if Traylon Burks is out. Next up, we have the Chiefs taking on the Broncos. And I mean, heading into the season, if you would have told me that the Chiefs were facing off against the Broncos and I would only have one wide receiver as a fringe option, no starts, I just would not have believed what was coming out of your mouth. Here I have Juju as a uh, fringe play. He's the only guy I want kind of touching my lineup here. He was on fire before he uh, suffered that concussion. His last three games before, uh, you know, suffering it, five for 113 and a touchdown, seven for 124 and a touchdown, 10 for 88. He really has kind of struggled since returning three for 38 and then three for 35 this past week. I think he's only going to be playable as a wide receiver three until he shows a bounce back or just a game with, you know, great route participation, great volume, going to be sitting uh, Justin Watson and Marquez Valdez scantling behind him. And now for the Broncos, I do think there's a spot where I consider like Sutton and Judy fringe options. They're both kind of banged up right now. Both didn't run, uh, you know, the full like top wide receiver set of routes. I think Sutton had some sort of injury mid-game. Judy, you know, obviously was hurt. He uh, had missed a few weeks and then was returning here. So there's some injury stuff we got to figure out. Obviously, the Broncos are just, you know, terrible as an offense. I would feel better about either of these guys if the other one wasn't playing. So maybe, you know, Sutton misses this game. Judy's probably a decent fringe option in that case. But right now, they are going to be sits for me. In the Panthers-Seahawks matchup, I have DJ Moore as a fringe play, but I think he's like a very high-end fringe play. We saw him have a a great day with Sam Darnold at quarterback, and I think this is going to be good for DJ Moore moving forward. It's obviously an upgrade over Baker, and it's probably an upgrade over PJ Walker. I just don't want to wildly overreact to that one game where he looked good. I think he's solid. I think I'm going to have him as a high-end wide receiver three in my rankings. Maybe he even cracks the top 24. I just don't want to go, you know, all in on him and, you know, find out it was kind of just one fluke week. Obviously not fluke in terms of the talent. DJ Moore, top wide receiver in this league. Just the uh, overall quarterback play and Panthers offense has, you know, some concerns, obviously. On the other side with the Seahawks, Metcalf and Lockett continue to fire these guys up as very strong week-to-week starts. In the Buccaneers 49ers matchup, it looks like Chris Godwin is going to be the guy to own here moving forward. He's really, you know, come alive as of late. And I think it's impressive because I don't even think he's fully back from that ACL. Like, obviously, he's back and playing, but the athleticism, it's clearly not what it was prior to it. And he's still out here giving you great fantasy games. So, gotta love him moving forward. Mike Evans, he's had some down games. I still think he's someone you want to start. Because once you start to bench Mike Evans, that's when he's going to pop off for that six for 120 and two touchdown game. And you just don't want that sitting on your bench. Julio Jones was involved on Monday night, but he is going to be a sit for me. Now for the 49ers, this wide receiver room is kind of interesting here because obviously we go from Jimmy G now to Brock Purdy. We'll see if, you know, they try to bring in another quarterback. But right now it looks like they're going to be rolling with Brock. I have Debo as a start, Brandon Ayuk as a fringe option, and it kind of sucks to have Ayuk as a fringe option here. I don't think this is a great matchup here against the Buccaneers, and I'm just not sure what this passing attack is going to look like. Obviously, it looked decent, you know, but it's a different situation where, you know, a team has the full week to game plan for that new quarterback. I like the fact that the 49ers are probably going to be able to manufacture Debo Samuel touches, whereas Brandon Ayuk is probably going to have to earn them, you know, just straight up as a wide receiver. Obviously, Debo is going to have to do some of that as well. I still think Ayuk is a very high-end wide receiver three, but I do think uh, losing Jimmy G is going to hurt him here a little bit. 
in a uh, great wide receiver matchup, we have the Dolphins taking on the Chargers. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, fire these dudes up. You know, Tyreek Hill, high end wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle, a uh, top 12 wide receiver, in my opinion. For the Chargers, obviously, we're firing up Keenan Allen. And I think Josh Palmer is a very strong start, also. This is uh, obviously assuming if Mike Williams misses. If Williams is playing, you know, that's something we're going to have to evaluate moving forward. Like, is he on a snap count? All of this stuff in terms of Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen's a great start regardless. But in the uh, last six games, Josh Palmer has seen at least seven targets. In four out of those six games, he has seen 10 or more. I think this game does have some shootout potential or just one side shootout where the Dolphins run through the Chargers defense. And then the Chargers are going to have a ton of passing volume, even if it's not a super competitive game. So I don't really see an outcome where like this isn't a game where Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer are going to have a ton of opportunities. And then moving into the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Patriots taking on the Cardinals. For the Patriots here, I have Jacoby Myers as a fringe option. He's had a few games in a row here, you know, underperforming. I still think he's a solid wide receiver three flex option, but definitely not someone who I'm going to be listing as a start before he kind of has a bounce back. Sitting Devonta Parker. And then for the Cardinals, Obviously, we're firing up DeAndre Hopkins as a strong start. And then Marquise Brown, he came back, had a decent game off of, I think it was his foot injury. Um, And then we had a bye week. So he should be fully ready to go 100%, close to 100%. And I'm just not going to be sitting in the town of Marquise Brown. I will be sitting Rondell Moore. I think DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown are really going to dominate the targets, the volume, the opportunities. And I just don't know if there's going to be enough to go around for three of these guys, especially when two of them are, you know, wildly more talented than Rondell Moore. No offense to him. But I mean, Hopkins, Marquise Brown, these are some of the top wide receivers in the NFL. So that is going to wrap it up for every single matchup. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to go check out the running backs, that video is already up going through the quarterbacks and tight ends tomorrow. Thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.